Welcome to the Dominate Today podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to actually achieve the goals that you're setting for yourself. What are four steps to achieving those goals? We're going to talk about it right now. So So it's the goal setting time of year. Why not talk about it on the podcast? So it's the end of the year, the beginning of the year. And what do we always do? We set a New Year's resolution. And this is the time that we're going to change, right? And what in the world is the point of a New Year's resolution? Because by the time January the 3rd rolls around, we have forgotten all about it. If you work really, really, really hard, you might have made it to like February the 12th or something. Um, But most of the time we set these goals and we have these big plans and then they disappear because we have no plan in place to actually work towards that goal, right? We set the goal on the shelf and we stare at it and we never actually take steps to get to the goal. So to respect your time, we're going to jump right into it today. It is very important that we set these goals and we set these big dreams And this is why even animals have a primal instinct to plan ahead, to set a goal. And, you know, birds fly south for the winter, bears store food for hibernation. They always plan ahead and prepare. And so for you and for your brain, it's also very important for you to plan and prepare and to look into the future and have dreams um, and have goals that you want to hit. And we... Even a lot of times if we find ourselves in a depressed state, sometimes we we need something to look forward to, right? And so if you find yourself in a slump, but you know you've got a family vacation coming up in the summer, then that's something to look forward to so you get excited again. If you find yourself in a depressed state, a lot of times it will be recommended to you to find something to look forward to so that you can get excited about something. So it's a very good thing for us to set these goals. But if we don't ever achieve these goals, then what happens later on down the road? Do we get right back in that depressed low point again, or do we just forget about it? So that moves us into how do we set the goal? How do we set a goal? Do we set it way too big? Do we set it way too small? And I'm not going to get stuck here because there's a whole lot of theories. You could go Grant Cardone on this and do the 10x rule, which means find whatever goal you have, multiply it by 10, and that's your new goal. You could set a smaller, more achievable goal, um, something that's more of a a habitual thing that we're going to talk about today, but something that's small. So if if you achieve a small goal, it makes you feel better about yourself. So uh, the, the most important thing here is to know that you need to have a goal and that you need to have a dream set in place. And so all that to say, this is a common saying, I've seen it a lot, but dreams don't work unless you do. So like I said just a second ago, if you take a dream, you put it up on a shelf, and you never take action to get to that dream, then you're never going to actually have it, right? So the one thing I will say is when we are setting a dream or setting a goal and we're putting it, maybe we put it on paper, maybe we tell a friend. Um, I know people that will write a check to somebody that they really, really, really don't like, and then if they don't achieve a goal by a certain amount of time, they have someone that has been holding that check 
and they send the check to that organization that they don't like, or they send the check to the person that they don't like. And so there's obviously a monetary thing behind that. Um, but whatever we do, we need to set a goal that is realistic if it can be achieved through hard work or persistence. Let me say that again. Set a goal that can be achieved through hard work or persistence. And that can be almost anything. An example of a bad goal would be winning the lottery, right? Because there really is no work involved. The point of it, of course, could be to become financially stable. But overall, it requires no work at all. And that's a bad goal to set for yourself, a bad dream. All you're probably going to do is spend a lot of money on lottery tickets. And really, you have no control over winning the lottery. So set a goal that can be achieved through hard work or persistence. And so that is step number one is simply set the goal. Simple but effective. Write the goal down. Write the dream down. Tell a loved one. Write the check like I just talked about a minute ago. Uh, maybe that's something that would, would make you actually do something. Um, but whatever you do, put the goal in front of you. Um, and maybe even make it public. You know, I've seen people come the new year that they maybe they post on social media, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm putting it out here right now so that I'll actually do it. Um, maybe you have a good accountability partner, but whatever it is, step number one, set the goal, write it down, tell somebody. And for me personally, I have to keep it in front of me pretty much all the time to re remind myself constantly that this is what I'm working for. Something I'm working towards, and I've got a plan in place to get there, but literally in my office, I'm staring at it right now, I have a fancy-looking script and font, and it says Millionaire by 40. It's in a frame, it's above my doorway, and I see it all day, every day, and that just reminds me that, you know, scrolling through Facebook is not going to get me to that goal. Get back to work. Um, so whatever it is, write it down, put it in front of you. Step number two is to break it down and make it what I'm going to call fun size, right? So let me give you an example of this. If you have a candy bar in front of you and it is a big, big candy bar, you're probably not going to eat the whole candy bar. Maybe you will. Uh, maybe you think I'm not going to be able to eat this much of a candy bar. So you get a smaller size, but around Halloween time and really now it's all the time you can buy bags of what they call fun size candy bars. Those fun size candy bars are ridiculous because I will eat 25 fun size candy bars, which probably equals 12 big candy bars, but I would only eat one big candy bar if it was sitting in front of me. But because it's small and it's fun size, I do it over and over and over and over and over again. And it's something about unwrapping that Snickers, popping it in my mouth. And by the time I've had a equal to 25 big candy bars later, I feel like junk. So let me give you another example. Let's say you have a goal and you want to make $100,000 in a year, right? You want to have a six-figure salary. Maybe you're in a sales job, commission job, and you want to have uh, an income at the end of the year of six figures, 100000 Well, good goal, good job. You did step number one. How do you get there? You got to break it down. So break it down. Okay, that's approximately $8,400 a month. And then from there, you have to break that down. Okay, how am I going to do that on a monthly basis? You break it down to a weekly basis. You break it down to uh, maybe even a daily basis for you. And then, you, might, you know, for me, I even break it down to what do I need to do? What activities do I need to take part of on a daily basis or even on an hourly basis to achieve those goals, to get to the weekly goal, monthly goal, so on and so forth.
Another example, let's say you want to lose some weight. You want to lose 50 pounds. Well, break it down. 50 pounds is a good goal. Maybe that's what the doctor said you need to do. Maybe that's what your husband or wife said you need to do, but you break it down. That's four pounds a month if you want to do it in one year. If you lose four pounds a month, it breaks it down even more to one pound a week. So now you go, okay, one pound a week. This is achievable, right? It's fun size. How do I lose one pound a week? Uh, well, maybe I don't go to Starbucks twice a day. Maybe I only go once a day. Maybe I quit eating cookies and milk every single night before you go to bed. And that's something that I actually do. I'm very, very guilty. I eat cookies and milk every single night almost. So maybe you cut one little thing out and now all of a sudden you're losing the one pound a week. Maybe you put your gym clothes in your car the night before you go to work. So now you have zero excuse to stop at the gym on the way home. So, but again, you break it down one pound a week. It sounds way more achievable. And if you do that, you're going to lose at least 50 pounds for the year. Um, maybe you want to become more organized. That's a very common goal. I feel like when it comes to the new year, Hey, I have all this mess. I've got all this junk. I want to get everything more organized. How do I get more organized? Well, you start small fun size, start with one closet, one room, one little area, and then you move on from there. So step number one, set the goal. Step number two, break it down and make it fun size. And then we come to step number three. And that is, in my opinion, probably the most important step. We have to create a schedule or create a routine that is going to get us to that final goal. And this part is the most important part because it doesn't matter if you set the goal, doesn't matter if you break it down. If you're not creating a habit and creating a schedule and creating a routine that is going to move you in the direction of the goal, then step number one and step number two are completely pointless in every single way. So how do you create a schedule? How do you create a routine? Well, I am a firm believer in not a block schedule because let's be honest, it is almost 2020. And if you don't know what a block schedule is, um, basically a block schedule is when you say, okay, at seven o'clock I'm waking up at eight o'clock. I'm doing this at nine o'clock. I'm doing this 10, 11, 12, so on and so forth. And the idea of a block schedule is great, but realistically in today's world, especially if you're in a sales environment or something of that nature, it is going to be really, really difficult to keep a true block schedule because you're just going to get thrown off of it all the time. And so what I recommend and what I personally do is I have what I call a hybrid block schedule. And so basically for me, it is home base. And I know that, you know, I, I on mine, I even put what time I need to wake up, uh, what time I'm going to have my devotion and quiet time in the morning, what time I'm going to eat breakfast, what time I have to be out the door, what time I'm going to lead generate throughout the day, what time I'm going to eat lunch, what time I'm going to have for, you know, random email checks and checking on my staff and that sort of thing. So I literally have a, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I have a schedule. Um, and I don't necessarily always stay on that schedule because things happen. Uh, I've got three kids. I have several uh, responsibilities at multiple businesses. And so things are going to happen. But for me, having that schedule in place is home base. It is square one. It's my reset button. And so um, yesterday for me was a perfect example of this. Um, it was my time to work on applications. And so as I am sitting in my office working on applications, I have a client just show up randomly. 
and they wanted to sit down and meet with me. Well, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to kick them out the door. So I sit down and meet with her and she's there for 30 minutes or so. And then she leaves. And then I sit back down at my computer and I'm like, okay, what in the world was I doing? Oh yeah, that's right. And I look back at my, my hybrid block schedule that I keep on my desk now is supposed to be application time. So I got right back to it. So it is a home base, a square one reset button. Um, but remember when you're setting the schedule up or whatever you're doing, creating your routine, remember to use those small steps, right? So what call do you need to make to get a, you know, lead or a connection to get to the next step, to get to closing the deal, to get to making the money and so on and so forth. So you have to break it down way, way, way down into what I call in the sales world, income generating activities um, or IGAs. And so what are my IGAs? Well, my IGAs are talking to real estate agents, calling my past clients, so on and so forth. So if you're looking at a goal of becoming more organized, you know, you take a little bit of time every day, you clean one area of the house. Um, I mentioned earlier the gym, if you need to lose weight or just get healthier, then that's what you got to do is break it down into fun size steps and then put them on your schedule every day. Um, I know a lot of people that live and die by their calendar. And if something is not on a calendar, it is not going to happen. I'm that way. So if I put something on my calendar and write it into my schedule, the odds of it actually happening are way higher than if I don't put it on my calendar. So the other portion of this is to create very small habits which after we repeat over and over and over again, it just becomes natural. And a good example of this is brushing your teeth. So hopefully we all brush our teeth, at least in the morning. Um, so, but that's habit, right? It, it's a natural thing. We don't think about the process of brushing our teeth. We don't think, okay, grab the toothbrush, get the toothpaste, put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Okay. Got it. All right. Now I need to wet the toothbrush. Okay, good. Okay. Now start brushing. We don't think of it that way. It is such a natural thing for us that we just do it because it was a habit. We repeated it so many times and it is now a natural thing to us. And so uh, neuroscience, if we want to get real nerdy right here, um, that is called long-term potentiation. Um, and so that just means that after repeating an activity so many times, your brain actually becomes more efficient in that activity, meaning there's less thought that actually has to go into what you're doing, AKA a natural habit. So brushing your teeth. Another great example is tying your shoes. If you're tying your shoes, you don't think about it, right? You, when was the last time you actually thought about and concentrated on how do you tie your shoes? Well, it's probably been decades because you don't think about it because your brain using long-term potentiation has you repeated that activity so many times and now there's less thought and your brain is saving all that energy for something else later on. And so it's a natural habit. Um, so how do you get there? Well, I think you have to make these habits easy and we have to set ourselves up for success. Um, and I call this a gateway habit. Um, and what I mean by a gateway habit is you've probably heard a gateway drug. So, you know, you do this one time and then it leads to 
more drugs and more more drugs and more drugs and so on and so forth. Well, let's flip that to a great thing, a gateway habit. So if we need to make it to the gym, so we've set the goal, we've broken it down into fun size, you need to work out for 15 minutes a day at minimum or 30 minutes a day at minimum, whatever it is you're doing, what is the gateway habit going to be to actually get you to the gym, to get you to those goals? Well, maybe the gateway habit is, like I said earlier, you put your workout clothes in a gym bag, put it in the car the night before you go to work. Maybe the gateway habit is to go ahead and put phone numbers of maybe past clients you need to call or referral partners you need to call. Maybe you put those phone numbers on a piece of paper in front of you before you leave the office every day for the next day. So the gateway habit is you set yourself up for the next day so that when you come in the office, it is right in front of you. And now it's really easy. You've set yourself up for success. You've made it easy to move into the habit or the action that you need to take to hit your goal. So make it easy as you create this schedule and create this routine. And you're going to see massive differences when you make it easy for yourself. Um, I make coffee for myself you know, the night before. Um, well, a lot of people will set their breakfast out the night before. My wife does that every night. She puts out a banana and her coffee cup with a spoon in the coffee cup because she's trying to make her habits easy as she walks out the door. Because if she doesn't do that, then she stops by Dunkin' Donuts or she stops by, you know, somewhere else to get her coffee, which is probably going to be worse than what she would have had at home or she gets fast food or so on and so forth. So, Make it an easy thing. Set yourself up for success. Step number three, create the schedule or routine. And step number four is seems like the most easy thing, but it's also probably the hardest thing, and that is to actually follow the schedule. And this is where we as humans in the year almost 2020, we probably just suck at this because there's so many distractions, right? There's so many things going on. There's everything constantly begging for our attention. There's social media, there's phones, there's texts, there's emails, there's, in my world, still faxes. There's all these things that are pulling us away from what we need to be doing all day long. And so the hardest part of all this, which should be the easiest, is simply following a schedule. You have set up a routine for yourself. You set up action plans. You have set up the rules of being successful for yourself. And so follow that schedule, follow those rules, get some accountability. Um, there are many different forms of accountability. It could be a person, it could be electronics, it could be calendars. Um, you know, for example, I have a whole completely separate calendar for my block schedule. So if I'm going, if I grab my phone to schedule an appointment, my block schedule is not going to show up in the calendar that I'm putting it in. But Every single time an activity changes for me throughout the day, I get a notification on my phone of what I'm supposed to be moving into in the next 15 minutes, whether that be lunch, whether that be lead generation, uh, whether it be you know driving home, all those types of things. I constantly get a reminder electronically through a calendar, and that's a form of accountability for me. Um, maybe you have a friend meet you somewhere at the gym, wherever you need to be, and that's your accountability. Um, the only disclaimer I'm going to throw out here, and to me, this is the most important thing when it comes to life in general, is to allow time for your family, allow time for your friends, and don't forget 
to allow time for spur-of-the-moment activities and events because life is about having fun. It's not just about working all the time. It's not just about sticking to a schedule. So we have to allow time for family and friends and random activities um, because that is what we are going to be excited about. That's what's going to bring joy to us. And we have to remember that family is most important in everything that you do. So to recap, we set the goal. Step number two, we break it down. We make it fun size. Step number three, we create the schedule or the routine in order to build the habit. Step number four, we simply follow that schedule, right? Get some accountability, follow the schedule. So that is going to do it for today. I hope you have gotten some sort of worth out of this. I hope that you realize that you have everything in front of you every single day to do whatever you want to do. No matter what it is, set that goal, set that dream, dream big God-sized dreams because he has given you what you need to dominate today. 